Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast, uh, the first podcast uh, for us anyway of 2019. Hey. Hey. Uh, you're joined by your usual hosts, uh, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter, and we are also joined by Mark, the organiser of uh, Aircon. Hello, Mark. Hello. Yes, how, how are we doing today? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you guys? I'm good, I'm good. How has things been with you, Ben? I'm, uh, I'm flagging a bit. Yeah, yeah, late night. Yeah, I uh, I am currently on a New Year's diet, and it is miserable <laughs> to be to right, be so, really so, blunt. So how how long are, have you been at this diet now? Uh, what date are we on? We are on the tenth as of recording. I have been on this diet for nine days, and you already are miserable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like I, I'm gonna be impressed with myself. If it lasts into February, but let's give it a go. Let's yeah. let let's try. To be fair, you've probably already lasted twice as long as most New Year diets. They usually fail That's on like true. the third or the fourth of January. Yeah, <laughs> all the New uh, Year New Me bullshit. Just, yeah. yeah, and then and then people go back to work and realize that their lives are miserable. Just marsh and that bars the, yeah, and, and that the only yeah. comfort is food and drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's the worst time of year to start trying to do new stuff because January is already miserable enough. You know, you haven't got Christmas to look forward to anymore. You haven't got New Year's. It's just nothing. It's just January and grey. You have nothing to live for in January. So just give up. There's a grim statistic somewhere. It's like the the most statistically the most depressing day of the year is some point in January. It's like it's yeah. It's is that is that not. Like That's a, the credit card legend. when all the credit card bills land, isn't it? Oh, is yeah. that? Oh, okay. So there is some some factual basis for this. Yeah. So I work actually in my proper job. Um, I work for a debt counselling organisation, and our busiest day of the year is Blue Monday because everyone has kind of put everything off over Christmas, and then all of a sudden their credit card bills land, and they're like, "I need help." So yeah, I I, I can also as uh, my real job is working for a bank. Uh, uh, we and I imagine a lot of other banks uh, have an amnesty period in December mm-hmm. because it's a bit rubbish chasing Cease people, for, yeah. uh, chasing people for debt during Christmas. Yeah. So uh, I can imagine that Blue Monday hits, all the banks go right. We need to chase all this. So, up. See, so see when that happens, do the banks just like not release the hounds for that month? That kind of <laughs> Basically, yeah. We don't we don't send the the heavies. Yeah, lay down your arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, to be fair, though, going back to the thing about January, I do think that if you can get through January with your diet, then you can probably get through any month. Mm. Maybe not December. Yeah, but December's that, like that's just, a whole pass. Yeah, December. <laughs> my, my birthday's in December as well, so it's like a double whammy. Yeah, yeah but I, I think in terms of like, like actually testing your willpower, I think if you can get through January, 
All right. Well, I'll, I'll bore our listeners uh, with further updates during the, the diet year. progress. <laughs> like, yeah. And they can two, laugh at your uh, two, misfortune. Two episodes and yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, we're gonna we're gonna chat uh, Aircon 2019 uh, in a moment, obviously, mm-hmm. with the, the organizer of said event uh, being on the line with us. Would be uh, good. Has has there actually been any significant news in the tabletop world over like the Christmas period? Um, so I, I've managed to dredge up two items. Christian Peterson. Mm. Christian T. Peterson, to use his full yes, name. Yes, uh, the creator of the game Twilight Imperium and founder, founder. of Fantasy Flight Games, more yes. significantly, formally left right. after 20 years with the firm. I think, I think in the new year he, he issued his, his formal statement. Yeah, He's, he's properly gone now. Yeah, so right. he, he's ended the year with the firm. Considering the fact that um, he's the second prominent name have left the firm in a very short span. Uh, Nicky Valens, who oversaw the the new edition of Arkham Horror mm-hmm. and Legacy of Dragonhold, a couple of other big games, uh, um, she's also left. Uh, I I think it points to this buyout. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, as uh, for those who don't know, as the Asmodi Group is preparing to be bought by uh, PAI. Uh, partners mm-hmm. uh, for a reported 1.2 billion euros as well, which is uh, which is not small change <laughs> at all. So uh, yeah, uh, b- uh, sad to see uh, sad to see such a prominent uh, figure step down from the industry. Although I dare say he'll probably keep a hand in something. You don't I, you don't dedicate your career to creating no. games just to walk away from it. He's gone he's gone from fantasy flight, but I dare say that um he'll pop up again somewhere else, like you say. Yeah. He's a you know very very creative guy, uh, loads and loads of experience. He's probably had loads of offers already. Mm. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Or maybe something new like uh, when the Z Man gang got bought, they all went and started plan B games, didn't they? That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought should have been plan A, having yeah. been Z Man. <laughs> Get your alphabet. Don't sigh, right. that wasn't that that don't sigh, that wasn't a joke. That was <laughs> that that was me being O C D. It just upsets me that it's B not A. It upsets me that you're like this. Yeah. <laughs> you've said, you've yeah. said. Uh, so, uh, so, so uh, that's the news regarding uh, regarding Fantasy Flight. There were there was another piece of news that yeah. you wanted to chat about. New goblins, new goblins. Yeah, <laughs> new goblins are coming out for Age of Sigma. Yeah, oh. and they look awesome. Yeah, as to be expected. Yeah. So a, a lot of the old school players are losing their minds over. This. Oh, because they're they could... like really retro yeah. style. Who does not proper love... night goblins? Who does not love a good goblin? Mark, mm. uh, do you do you dabble in the worlds of Games Workshop at all? I, I don't, you know. I used to when I was younger. Um, I probably stopped about sixth form, maybe just after. So yeah, it's kind of, that seems um, to be the gateway for a lot of people, mm, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I dare say, you know, Warhammer probably more Warhammer Forty Thousand is yeah. a gateway drug to to yeah. tabletop gaming yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah. So it's Forty K and Necromunda. I had a couple of Necromunda gangs. Um, Necromunda is awesome. Yeah, last year I got uh, the chance to go to uh, Warhammer World 
with my uh, good friend Rodney Smith and <laughs> name drop. Get, yeah, get the yeah, name yeah, drop in yeah, earlier. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, my good friend nice. Rodney. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Me and Rodders. Uh, yeah, no, we yeah. <laughs> uh, we went to Warhammer World and it just did bring everything back a bit for me. And I was like, oh, I could, yeah. I could so easily get back into it because uh, <laughs> yeah, the new models that they're pumping out are just amazing. They're so so good. Uh, we. We've said it a few times on the podcast, and you know the the, the competition is getting good. Mm. Uh, but I don't think there's a company out there that quite touched Games Workshop's quality of miniatures. De- definitely sculpts. not a company that that produces such a such a high quality so consistently. Mm. Yeah, and at such a volume as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you'll get individual. Obviously, there'll be there's tons of independent sculptors out there doing mm. their own miniatures, and some of them are fantastic as well. But for someone as big as Games Workshop to to consistently do it well, yeah. that's that's something. Yeah. So uh, when do, when do the new gobos come out on the shelves then? So the first wave will be out for public consumption. If you can if you can use such a phrase. Would you Would you want to consume a goblin? Um, me personally, no, but maybe there's like some underground, like <laughs> fantasy gourmet what? society where <laughs> you know, like they eat unicorn flesh and <laughs> goblins. Maybe is that some sort of scandal? Like the the, fa- the scandal fa- that rocked fan- the fan- D&D fan- world. Fan- yeah, fantasy Tesco had uh, had unicorn meat <laughs> hidden in their burgers. <laughs> <Lasagna. laughs> <laughs> Same sort of place where they're eating yeah. vegan sausage rolls, I imagine. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't eat. I'm not a vegan. I wouldn't eat a vegan sausage roll. But I'm happy it's upset Piers Morgan, <laughs> and that's that. That's 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 my take on that. Did you see? Like there was there was folk that actually. <laughs> They formed a picket line outside. They Greg's protested in Manchester. In Manchester. Yeah. I mean, like what? What a sad indictment of Manchester! Like this is the place where people feel this strongly about sausage rolls. Like, I'm totally fine with it as long as they use free range vegans. You know, I don't mind what they. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it's cruel to keep vegans all cooped up in a little cage for their whole lives. I want them to run around a bit before before we kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what were we? What were we talking about? We were about? talking about goblins, <laughs> right? Or not. Yeah. Cool, cool. So the, the 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 goblins come out later this month, basically. Yeah, they're mm. they're doing the normal uh, sort of release model for the the wider or the larger ranges where they're drip feeding them throughout the mm. month rather than dropping them all at once. Yeah. Um. So a some... smattering of yes. goblins, if you will, here yeah. and there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the the proper collective noun? For... A smattering of goblins, nah, <laughs> nah. A collective noun for goblins. Um, Throw a mischief of goblins, something like that. A mischief of goblins sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. If we, we have got to make up a collective noun about a made-up species, then yeah, I think mis- a mischief of goblins. Well, there you go. So GMs. <sighs> Start incorporating that into your games. Yeah, if you're please, listening, please do. you encounter a mischief uh, of goblins. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> what do it you? It just do? rolls off the tongue. I yeah. like it. I like it. Um, so news-wise, that's, that's really... about it. Is. <laughs> I might have a bit of news for you. I don't know if it's uh, newsy news. Um, Go for it. Is Go Wingspan? For it. So I don't know if you've know the latest Stonemire release. 
Um, I've heard of this, yeah. Yeah, so they, for some reason, launched the, this game in the first week of the new year, which is kind of an odd time to do it. Mm-hmm. But they've done like a pre-order yeah. system. So it's not officially being released till March, but they did this pre-order system where you had like four days, I think, or six days to order games. And that closed a couple of days ago. Um, I, of course, went or pre-ordered one. But then they gave you all the updates and they actually ended up, uh, they got 5,000, over 5,000 copies on pre-order. Of this wingspan, which is, uh, from what I understand, massively successful. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Char- Charlotte showed me the article the other uh, the other day on the bus, actually, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, because I think they went over to publishers, and most of the publishers were just like, "No, nah, we, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna go with this." Mm-hmm. Uh, and there we go, mm. beautiful looking game. Oh yeah. How do you, you guys feel about pre-orders, though? It's kind of like a, it, it's it. I mean, how is it different from uh, people backing on Kickstarter? Mm. If, if anything, it's better because then at least you, through this means you have some sort of consumer protection. Well, it is different in that you're you're investing in an idea. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, so in the so pre- there is that, but, so- but what what I'm talking about is paying for a product in advance mm. of reviews. And having it, what would do you not think that that? Well, it's the norm in the video game industry, isn't it? There is, but what what's happened? um, Because we've talked about it in the podcast before. How in recent, I think it was was it two thousand fourteen, where there was that run of horrendous AAA video games. Yeah, to the point where like the entire video game industry had to turn around and rethink Mm. the way they were doing things. Mm. And in the wake of that. And the the rise of season passes and all that sort of thing, there's a huge um, sort of I guess a, a movement mm. uh, of people that that consume video games that that are actively boycotting uh, pre-order systems and pre-order incentives, right? Uh, b- because it, it was essentially pre-orders that that put us in the situation. Yeah, because, uh, because the big guys could rest on their laurels and actually not put out a good game, yeah. because they would know. Um, yeah, I guess the thing it might hurt is like retail, right? So, because if five thousand people have bought it straight from Stonemaier, they're not going to be buying it from game stores, whether that's online or bricks and mortar stores. Uh-huh. So yeah, whether yeah. those guys are just going to get annoyed because it's the same price. So, obviously, for Stonemaier, that's good because they don't have to. They get all of that money. Yeah, they're, they're going to make more money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but that's just you know five thousand people that aren't now going to buy it from one of those stores. Um, so I think that's maybe. I think maybe they. I, I could see why they might want to do it. Into again, like you said, like Kickstarter is has basically become a pre-order system for quite a lot of companies. But whether they yeah. should have limited the number of copies rather than so what they ended up doing because it went gangbusters is they've had to air freight four pallets of these games over to the UK. For European distribution. Um, so whether instead they should have just said we've only got two thousand copies and it's first come first serve, you can only have yeah. one copy each, that kind of thing, and just enough to be able to then produce the game if it's a, a cash flow thing, um, to then yeah. send it out to stores or something. I, I do think I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again that I do think that this, um, like you know, you'd mentioned about Kickstarter and as much as. It is different from pre-ordering a game. A lot of those differences really are just nominal, mm. as you say. Well, legal. He's like, oh, oh, you're investing. You're not buying, but you, you are. You yeah. are. Um, I, I, and like you're saying, I, I think, um, I think it creates a problem if you're uh, bypassing the the retailers too much, because the retailers are so important to community. Mm. 
and that this this hobby lives and dies with community it's not you know it's not like video gaming yeah. where you can just sit on your couch and pick up your headset and connect to anyone in the world you you need to actively be meeting people and if, if you're ripping the heart out of that mm, which yeah. i in all seriousness i do think that there is a danger that some of these sale models that we're seeing um can do if if they're allowed to run rampant like that i think i think it's um yeah I've seen, I mean, in the last couple of months or so, I've seen four or five different shops or cafes closing down. So it's, you know, it's yeah. hard uh, so work. It's always sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's been uh, a couple in, uh, well, most notably in Glasgow, I think, was Spellbound, which was more focused on Magic the Gathering. But they did sell board games. Some other well. factors in that as well. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, they, were, they may be invested a bit too much in one system. Aye. And other things like that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Wingspan itself very successful. Looks like a beautiful game. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, watch this space, and we'll uh, we'll let you know how it plays when we get our grubby mitts on it. So, uh, <laughs> so I think that 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 more or less wraps it up for news. Obviously, Christmas is uh, a time of falling out with family <laughs> over board games. Mark, did you did you do any uh, festive gaming? at all yeah well um uh, certainly at my mum's house so she's quite into games um and that that was pretty good we played a few there played walls of york uh, which was an s oh yeah s release uh played asking for troubles which was one that i got for christmas uh, as a present mm-hmm. uh gizmos i think we played um and then went to my wife's parents and we played pictionary there uh, so that was obviously quite a different different experience <laughs> uh, for for the benefit of the tape uh, mark looks really enthused <laughs> at the mention of I, I do you know it's been years since i've played pictionary yeah. but i i do th- if i remember correctly it's quite fun if a bit stressful everyone yeah. cheats at pictionary yeah everyone and do you know how how you're not supposed to gesture in it it's supposed to just be the pictures so you're gonna like if if, if... it's true though isn't it everyone mm. cheats at pictionary and they don't even know they're doing if, it if, and if... there's no there's no point this because they'll, they'll just run roughshod over you just what's the point yeah <laughs> i i had no idea you felt so strongly about pictionary, <laughs> I hate pictionary. you hate it i hate it because it of the way that it is played. Mm. Okay, you don't hate the game itself. The yeah. idea is good, but everyone cheats at it. I think it'd be quite a good title for restoration games if they could kind of sort it out. There's a lot of obviously luck in the game with how your piece moves, and like I don't think we had a single one that wasn't a all play kind of thing. So we could never get on a oh, run right, of spaces, yeah. you know, and get around. Um, I snapped a pencil, which was probably the the highlight of it. I just got so angry <laughs> by accident. Um, yeah, all right, yeah. Kind of by accident. I was like, <laughs> like yeah. it was one that was all of all of the people that were drawing were getting really enraged that the guessers couldn't get greenhouse. <laughs> like it was so simple. We'd all drawn the same thing. <laughs> like my wife had done this like really detailed one with like flowers in it and all sorts going on, but no one was getting it. And then right at the last second someone got it and in kind of my rage I hit my hand against the pad and the <laughs> pencil was still in my hand and it snapped in half. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good way to assert dominance there <laughs> as well. <laughs> the other thing about Pictionary though is there's been 
a lot of people that have taken the, the basic idea of Pictionary and mm. have developed it into better games. You've got stuff like Scrawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rapido's quite good. Fake Artist Goes to New York. Yeah. Lego had their take on it as well. Yeah. yeah Lego Creationary. Creationary. Yeah. 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 So I it's yeah, but it's 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 one of the classic games. It's one of the I, I don't I can't I don't actually know when what year it was released, but I imagine it was yeah, but some just time because ago. it's been around for a while doesn't mean it gets a free pass. It's like Judy Dench, you know what I mean? Like no one Judy. ever criticizes her just because she's ancient. <laughs> wow. All right. Well That's Judy, true. well, okay, are we gonna pick fours in Judy Dench's new role? She's the same in everything she does. So, all right, there's not much to say, is there? Damn it, Ben, she's a national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't want to be the person that criticized the last ever performance, would you? Like, if she then she did one, and then you're like, oh, that was rubbish. Yeah, and then you're that guy, like that (laughs) bastard that criticized her (laughs) on her deathbed. Yeah, is that why everyone lords over her? Just in case, just in case. Are we, uh, I, I think she's a while off. You think so? Well, still got mileage. Any day now. (laughs) All right. According to the critics, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, going back to the topic of classic games uh, for my Christmas Day. Oh, here we go. I don't know. Why why you do this, man? (laughs) Because I'm sorry to be the one to say it. it, It's strange. It's not strange. Right. Okay, so every Christmas day, me, my dad, my brother, and my sister have a game of Scrabble. And it's got a little heated over the last few years. So, just to up the ante a bit, we now have a trophy to compete for. (laughs) You you just nearly killed Mark there. I was just thinking of that, like the Geller episode of the from Friends, where they have the like the Geller trophy. Is that what it's like? That's kind of what we're going. <laughs> I actually got it for free. There's a we we happen to live close to a trophy shop. Such things exist, uh, <laughs> and uh, this particular trophy, I picked it because it was uh, charmingly rubbish. <laughs> Like it was like uh, made of some sort of uh, plasticky material with like a metal coating. Yeah. Uh, the pin in it is slightly too long, so it wobbles a bit. Uh, and the guy just gave it to me for free. Nice. So we we were joking that you must have wandered in when some other guy was in to rob the shop, <laughs> and so he's just, <laughs> he's just like, I oh, sure take this. Take it's like, you know, like his pals to the back. We're like, hurry up, get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and do you engrave your names of the winner on it and stuff? Or? Oh, we we haven't actually. I should have. Uh, we, we have given the trophy a name. Uh, we maybe should have got that engraved. En- ben looks pained. Uh, the trophy is ca- called uh, De Vorgsmite, uh German for wordsmith. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, my, my dad uh, was uh, the victor. Uh, on Christmas Day, so he uh, he has uh, well, he would have the divorce mate in Pride of Place, but Mum has told him it's too ugly to go on any of the shelves. So I, I, <laughs> I don't know where he's I keeping agree. it. I agree. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll put up a photo of the trophy along yeah. with the episode. Yeah, will we? You know, we we will put up a picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do that. There's even a photo of my brother presenting my dad with the trophy. Uh, <laughs> And my 
I, to, to quote Ben, my brother looks like an angry, roided out version of me. Yeah. Uh, just... And he looks so angry. Angry <laughs> small just Josh. seething yeah. in this picture, <laughs> handing yeah. over the trophy. So so that was that was my gaming wow. over Christmas. Ben, did you get up to much? Oh, I got quite a lot of games for Christmas. Um, um, very generous friends and family. Uh, you're welcome them to me. Yes, thank you, Josh. Josh got Josh got a Sagrada, oh, yeah, um, which I never played before, um, and I can confirm it is better than Azul. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I ha- I'm yet to play it actually, but yeah, um... Um, it it's not too dissimilar to Azul, but you don't have the the problem that I found with Azul, where Azul requires such precise play that a lot of the time the players just aren't even interacting with one another yeah right it's um, just silence yeah um sagrada's probably a bit more like role player mm-hmm. yeah in that sort of spectrum of those sorts of games um but i th- i think of the three role player still the better game but shoots itself in the foot with its excessive price mm-hmm. yeah do you think do you th- uh, does the theme of role player have anything to do with that well the the theme is so important to the mechanics yeah. So you, it's one of those ones you can't have one without the other with role player. It's, yeah. It's not like some other games where you could just like copy and paste. I th- I think I think the thing with role player is that you, you can have a laugh with that because mm. you can make this ridiculous character. Aye, this halfling barbarian I got in the yeah. first game we played, which is like the worst idea for a D and D character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, Sagrada's good. I'm looking forward to trying out that a bit more. Um. I think my favourite game that I got this year though was Koi. Yeah, yeah, we've we've played a couple of games of that now, and I'm really impressed. I really with like it. Koi. Have you played it, Mark? No, I've seen it on the shelves. It looks lovely. It looks really nice. Yeah, it's, it, oh, it's artwork wise, probably flawless. I mean, it it, it just it it's such a beautiful it, game to look at. It feels like you're like directly interfacing with a piece of art. It's it's hard to describe, but it's just like it's so zen. Um, the artwork is phenomenal. Like uh, the some of the cards, um, I, I I would actually be interested in seeing if you can acquire them as art prints mm. because they're they're that good. You could just put them up on your wall, and your guests would be oon and on over them. It's the you know very bright uh, watercolors, uh, and they all represent different weathers and things like that. So that they use a whole array of of palettes. Um, but the game itself is is actually surprisingly tactical. It's really easy to teach. Mm. Like you can teach someone to play coin in five minutes, but it takes uh, takes quite a bit of playing to to master. I think the the, the one thing I will say, uh, and this isn't a criticism of coin by any uh, by any means. Uh, in fact, it, it makes it more fu- a, a more funny experience for me. I tend to find the more calming and relaxed a theme of a game is the more angry I will get while playing it. <laughs> See, if we're playing a war game, ah, it doesn't matter if I'm winning or losing. We're playing a game about being a koi carp, and for some <laughs> reason, I just lose it. <laughs> it's like the Mario Kart effect, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah all the more pity and charming it is, yeah. and it's like, ah! <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> you got a game about like a massage parlor, and you're just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You'd probably get really mad at that um, I Am Bread game. <laughs> probably. Where you're just a bit of bread trying to get 
like fell in uh... on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we we've played quite a bit of koi. Um, I also got unstable unicorns, um, and uh, you've got crabs. <laughs> Which is now the game is called You've Got Crabs. This <laughs> yeah. isn't Ben telling you, the listener, that you have crabs. Yeah. Um, although, <laughs> if you suspect, see a doctor. Yeah. I don't know, Check like, just in case. Just yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Um, my my sister did get a copy of Disney Codenames, and I've never played this before. But I was really impressed with Codenames. Mm. Like quite quite pleasantly surprised. Does the Disney that. theme? Work with it though. You don't need to have any knowledge of Disney because it's the the cards are double sided, so you'll have a name on it. So you mm. could. So the way we play it, is we don't use the words; we just use the pictures. Sure. Um. So a lot of the time, it's you're just picking out colors that yeah. some of the cards have in common. To oh try, right. To okay. Try and okay. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Um. You know, if there's a bit of food in a card, you can use that. So as yeah. you're just looking at what's in front of you. And trying to group things together like right, that. Yeah. So, but I, I, I was quite surprised that late, late to the party with code names, but um, it's very, very good. Mm. And it's another one where it's very simple, but yeah. it can be uh, quite nuanced and tactical. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. that wraps up quite neatly our Christmas gaming experiences. Yeah. So obviously, uh, looking at the year ahead. And the first convention uh, that we shall be popping along to is, of course, Aircon 2019. Mm. Yes. Good stuff. So what what can us, uh, us, that's bad grammar, what can we and uh, uh, other punters look forward to uh, to this convention? We're still in Harrogate. Still in Harrogate, yeah. Still actually in the same hall, which is the big, uh, the big hall that we had. Uh, but we've also added... The, the hall that we had the year before last um, on the Saturday, the one that had it had like oh, kind of big right. windows down the side. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll have two halls on the Saturday. Um, basically, it'll be, I guess, kind of more of the same, um, but bigger and hopefully better. Um, we, the open gaming area is still our, our big focus. Um, so we yeah. we believe we've now got the largest open gaming area in Europe. Ooh. Quite an accolade, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, so especially with the with the extra room upstairs, so there's something like three and a half thousand seats, I think, somewhere in that region, oh, for people to sit yeah. and just play games. So plenty of space. Um, and then we've we've got the board game library to go alongside that, which is now sort of over four hundred different games uh, that you can borrow from mm-hmm. for free, which is nice, isn't it? Um, and uh, plenty of exhibitors. Uh, we've kind of. We've kept the space roughly the same, but we've kind of rejigged it a bit. So we've we've fitted some more various different exhibitors in there, um, mm-hmm. and we've got a few international ones coming over for the first time as well, which will be which will be very nice. Um, we have the Asmodee guys are back doing some demos, and also we've got Mythic Games coming and doing some demos as well with their amazing minis. Um, yeah, we've got the RPG Zone that's back again, but with hopefully even more RPG games running through the weekend. Uh, we're cool. running our first ever proper serious tournament. We've always kind of steered away from them um, because we don't like how serious they can get sometimes. And, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, people just come for that and then go. But the reason why we're doing that is is a game that's actually really fun and you don't need any knowledge of it. It's Keyforge. So we're doing a Keyforge tournament. Um, ah. so, and it'll be a sealed deck tournament. So you, you just rock up, you pay a tenner, 
Yeah, yeah. just wherever you get yeah, is you give, that's give your them deck, a deck and you will play that deck. Yeah, um, but in later rounds, if you kind of get through the initial heats, um, we'll be doing the best of three where you actually swap your deck with the person that you're playing against. Say, so, um, oh. oh right, so, oh. so you can, you're not going to have someone rocking up with like the Yu Gi the Yu Gi Oh Gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. Well, they might they might have the Yu Gi Oh Gauntlet anyway. <laughs> Like yeah. they just wear it as a fashion accessory. <laughs> they're, com- they're committed to. This is how I like gaming. to keep my credit cards. <laughs> credit <Yeah>. cards. <laughs> yeah, you've just activated my trap card. <laughs> no tap tap card. Yeah. See what I did there. Yeah, yeah I'm here. All, I'm here all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So that's uh, doing that for the first time. Um, we've got loads of fun events happening. Um, from uh, yeah really silly games we're doing super fun awesome party game time live to the reimagining <laughs> live i think i said live too many times there anyway um but this is a show that used to be on geek and sundry where they used to get kind of yes. kids and family games and make them big and silly um so we've made like a full hours entertainment out of it um <laughs> where there'll basically be awesome. a participation and you just come along play silly games um such as uh i'm trying to think of one now oh empty a box of tissues as quickly as you can but one tissue at a time you know so <laughs> team games it's great um so you can't you can't just like thrust your hand in and like tear it out no it's, yeah, it's pulling it through the little slot in the top of the box yeah um or can you think outside <laughs> outside the tissue box and maybe just open the bottom bit no nope. and then just tip it out no, no. they have to come no, through the top cheating. yeah um right okay they thought about this yeah the yeah. rules lawyers and all that <laughs> no, yeah. i just i just thought maybe that's the the challenge you know like trying to you know, trying think to about it different. about the game not being an ass that's just that's that's problem solving. <laughs> problem solving is not being an ass. Some some would say it's problem creating. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we've got um, I play Red Team. They're running um, a board game version of Family Fortunes, which is called Famiple Fortunes. So that should be good. Famiple Fortunes, Famiple nice. Fortunes, yeah, uh, they've got the board game quizzes back, which has always been popular. Um, but we're going to do it with an app this year. So there's an app called Quizbit. Um, but they're going to do a custom quiz for us uh, that's all around board oh, games. Um, which not only so all the answers come up on the screen and it's kind of multiple choice, but you also not only do you get points for getting it right, you get points for doing it quick. So if you can get ah. it right quickest, you'll you'll do well. Uh, and yeah, a bunch of different events and kind of seminars and talks going on. And for the first time, we're, we're launching this year something called Air Socks. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. the idea of being a bit like a university where you used to have societies um, of things that you had in common. So kind of like oh, e- yes. everybody is there and obviously has kind of gaming of tabletop gaming of some kind in common already. Um, but is there something else that you might have in common with a bunch of people there? So we're doing like a baking one. I'm going to have Kim Joy from the Great British Bake Off will be there. Um, Who's mad into board games? She is, she? yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Very fortunately, she was a friend of ours before the Bake Off. Ah, so oh, right. Just pulled in a favour there. Um, <laughs> and then we are uh, doing a knitting one. We've got a knitting shop coming down and running a knitting circle. Um, we're doing a craft beer one that I'll probably run because I love craft beer um, and drinking uh, this it. One, that, one sounds, that's, that one sounds like my favourite so far. <laughs> yeah. You're on a diet? 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Calorie free beers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then beer wouldn't hurt me. <laughs> and then a comics one as well. Um, that the traveling man guys will be running. So they, ah, they yeah, should be of fun. Uh, yeah. And so lots of different stuff. And then for the first time, we uh, will have the bring and buy back again, which will be we, we are digitizing hopefully this year. We've got a, a develop what we like to say we've got we're working with a development team in New Zealand when really what it is is our friend that is a developer happens to be in New Zealand for a few months in and New he's Zealand. doing it over there. <laughs> oh, but it sounds much flashier yeah, yeah, yeah. if you say our development team in New Zealand. Exactly, yeah. When really it's just our mate yeah. Eli. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> but he is a proper developer, so he's doing like a bring and buy system for us. So hopefully, we can speed that up. And because uh, it was just crazy, I think we did something around twenty thousand pounds worth of business through the bring and buy last year. Um, yeah, they're always really popular. Yeah, Where, yeah. Whenever they're at a convention, mm-hmm. it's usually one of the the, the biggest things there. Definitely. So yeah. and attached to that, we're gonna get a system for the library so you'll be able to kind of see what's in and out of the library and um sort of get notifications if something you're really looking for is checked back into the library ping you a little email mm-hmm. saying it's back so you can run over and get it um yeah and we've got an app like a convention app as well um which is pretty cool so you can go on there there's like a little chat thing um there's a list of all the events and you can kind of sign up to events so you get reminders about when they're about to start and things like that. You can see a list of all the different guests and all the different people that are going to be there. All the exhibitors are on there, obviously, as well. Um, and there's like a meetup function that you can create to arrange games with people uh, during the mm-hmm. event as well. So, yeah, lots of kind of sort of the same feel, hopefully, and the same kind of stuff going on with just lots of games being played and that chilled kind of friendly atmosphere, hopefully, but just bigger and better. Is the idea fantastic? Yeah, sounds amazing. What I want to know is if the street food will be back. It will again, bigger, more of them. So the pizza guys are back that had the Scooby Doo pizza van. The burger van's back. We have got a German sausage van this time, um, and we have a crepe van. Unfortunately, the pie and peas person isn't coming back. Um, I don't think they're running their business anymore. Which uh, when they were selling wow. pie and peas for three pounds, you kind of maybe understand yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but we have got like uh, so we've got a guy coming in uh that is doing vegan and vegetarian food and kind of and specializing in vegan that. sausage rolls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his name is greg <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> oh we'll need to tell him to watch out for picket lines yeah or, or Piers morgan <laughs> for that matter <laughs> yeah uh, um <laughs> And somehow we've come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I was going to make some sort of lame joke about the German sausage fan <laughs> playing like loads of heavy Euro games. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You can't see the look that Ben is giving me right now, but it, it it's not an impressed look. I think, I think the word weathering. <laughs> weathering. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, just uh, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, when is Aircon uh, Aircon 2019 happening? Where can they find out more information? Yeah, so uh, it's 8th to the 10th of March, so as of recording, we are just under two months away now. Um, It'll be at the Harrogate Convention Centre again. Uh, The best place to get all the information you need is from the website, which is Aircon, but it's air with an E, like the river, so Aircon. Like the river, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. .uk um, or we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, uh, Twitter, all at Aircon UK. 
or one word. So nice and easy. Smashing. And it's not in a farmer's field. It's not in a farmer's field. It's not in air. In air shit. And it's not in Ireland. It's not in Ireland, and it's also not a convention about air conditioning. No. No. But it is cool. Yes. 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 Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing about aircon that we should probably say is that we're going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yay. So, uh, looking forward to it as well. Mm. Looking forward to it. Uh, But, yeah, I I think that just about uh, wraps us up for this week. So, uh, Mark, thank you once again for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure as always, sir. And uh, thank you very much, uh, you at home, for listening. And until next time, you take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support for the Unlucky Frog through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks. Bye.